Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. This edition of The Standard is brought to you by the AXA Startup Angel Competition. I'm Sharma Dean Reid, founder and CEO of The Stack World, and I'm here to help you turn your business dream into reality. There are six chances to win the competition, including two top prizes of £25,000, mentoring from myself and leading UK founders, plus business insurance for a year, thanks to AXA. Go to standard.co.uk forward slash AXA Startup Angel for details on how to enter and complete your entry by the 2nd of June 2024. Good luck. From London, I'm John Weeks and this is The Standard. It was the big Hollywood battle of 2023. Barbie versus Oppenheimer. This is the best day ever. It is the best day ever. So is yesterday and so is tomorrow and every day from now until forever. Are we saying there's a chance that when we push that button, we destroy the world? Chances are near zero. The rivalry between the two very different kinds of movies was so significant it was even given the name Barbenheimer. And at the box office, there was one clear winner. Barbie grossed over $1.4 billion and was named the highest grossing film of 2023. Meanwhile, Oppenheimer was named third highest grossing film of the year, making more than $955 million. But as we enter awards season, with the BAFTAs and the Oscars just a matter of weeks away, who will come out on top? Hello and a very warm welcome to the EE BAFTA Film Award nominations 2024. Live from BAFTA's home in London, I'm Naomi Aki. And I'm Kingsley Benadir, and we're both thrilled to announce this year's nominations. The BAFTA nominations were announced yesterday and Oppenheimer received 13 noms, while Barbie has five and the Oscar nominations will be revealed next week. Other big hitters in the BAFTA nominations include Killers of the Flower Moon, Poor Things, Anatomy of a Fall, and the film that's blown up on social media, Saltburn. So, who will become the overall victor in the Battle of Barbenheimer? And which other nominated films will shine this award season? Joining me now is our arts correspondent, Robert Dex. So, Rob, we've had the BAFTA nominations this week. First of all, what and who are looking good this award season? Oppenheimer is is obviously looking good. I mean, it's got 13 nominations. It, it, it's way ahead of the pack. Certainly, there's been a lot of talk of Oppenheimer and Barbie, you know, in the run-up to um, award season. And um, Oppenheimer blew Barbie out of the water and pretty much everything else. Barbie got five nominations, Oppenheimer got 13. So it's hard to look beyond that. Having said that, there was always usually one winner you didn't see come in or or you know one film that gets nominated for everything and then never wins anything so there's still potential for for some surprises i think that's it and you, you mentioned oppenheimer there seemingly has a nomination in almost every category with 13 can it set or break any records for the most baftas and, and do a butch cassidy and the sundance kid 
it's always possible. Um, I just think sometimes, especially with Oppenheimer, has been so, I mean, literally the minute it came out, everyone was like, yes, it's going to win all the awards. It's been so hyped for so long. And you just think perhaps when people start casting their votes, are people going to think, well, do you know what? It's bound to win X. Therefore, I'll, I won't vote for it for Y. Do you know what I mean? And there can always be a bit of sort of, the voters try to sort of spread the love a wee bit. And enough people do that in enough categories, you end up losing and something comes through the middle. So, um, you know, I, I wouldn't dare second guess BAFTA, but I mean, we could get to a night in, in February, I think it is the awards, where, where it wins everything. And it could get to that where it wins about two things. And, and either of those is perfectly possible, given the um, previous voting patterns that we've had. And conversely, Barbie was sort of crowned the winner of its battle with Oppenheimer at the box office. Does it deserve more recognition after only picking up two awards at the Golden Globes and now just five BAFTA nominations? I think you could probably say it does. I mean, when, when it first came out that they were making a Barbie film and the people that were on board, everyone's just like, how are they going to do that? You know, how are they going to make that work? It's impossible. It's going to be an absolute turkey. And it, it was anything but, as you say, I mean... It won at the box office. It won in terms of members of the public doing a credit crunch, no less, handing over a lot of money to go and see it. They, I'm sure, will say that's the ultimate award. Do you know what I mean? That's forget what all the uh, all the fancy award ceremonies say. You know, it outperformed it by millions and millions of pounds, didn't it, at the box office? So yes, you could say it, it should have got a bit more, um, bit more respect, but. You know, it's the old phrase that they're probably laughing all the way to the bank. You know, they, they, they're probably, they can live with, the, with being snubbed, I imagine. And those two films, seemingly the most marketed films of the year last year. Is that generally how it works? Do the movies with the biggest marketing effort usually do well as a result? Yes. I was thinking about this this week. So obviously we had the BAFTA noms yesterday and we, the Oscar nominations, I think, come next week. And we also had the... Um, primary in Iowa for the Republican Party presidential candidate, which doesn't sound connected, but they are. Um, in, in, the, in America, the primary system, you have to go and go to each state and say, I want to be the candidate for president. And, and it's basically the same contest in, in every state. Everyone has to vote for you or vote for somebody else. But every state has its own slight local issues and, and things that appeal here won't appeal over there. And it's very much the same with the... Um, award ceremonies so you know the golden globes the oscars baftas the screen actors guild they're all basically the same aren't they you know these are people voting for what's the best film who's the best actor who's the best actress but everyone has a slightly different take on it and a slightly sort of local concerns about something and they ignore other things so it's not that simple i mean with bafta oppenheimer might might not win it and i i do also think with the oscars there tends to be a People who perhaps missed out for a better film often end up picking an Oscar for a slightly lesser title in that people think, oh, do you know what? We made a mistake when we didn't give them the Oscar for whatever it may be. Therefore, they're going to get my vote this year. It's not a foregone conclusion. And that's not just me trying to tell people, no, you should still be interested in it because it's not going to be boring. I don't think it's a foregone conclusion at all. Let's take a break now. In part two, Rob tells us why he thinks this year most awards will go to the big blockbusters of 2023. They want to say, look, Hollywood is back. You know, we've been through COVID, we've been through the credit crunch, we've been through a strike. Yeah, but we're back with big box office hits. Hold up. 
Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. And looking ahead to the Oscars, I mean, are there any lesser-known films or actors that you think could sneak in, as you suggested? Yeah, and and, and this is sort of stretching lesser-known to its to it, it its furthest degree. Bradley Cooper is not lesser-known. Yeah, let's put it that way. Yeah, he, he's a major Hollywood star. But I just think, I mean, we saw at BAFTA, he's made Maestro, which is the, um, the biopic about Leonard Bernstein, the American composer. At BAFTA, he's up for Best Actor. He plays the lead character. Best director, he directed the film. Uh, best original or adapted screenplay, I can't remember which one, but he, he also co-wrote the screenplay. I think he could do very well in that if votes get split between sort of some of the big hitters, he could come up through the middle. Um, particularly at the Oscars, Hollywood likes a, a Renaissance man or a Renaissance woman, you know, someone who does a bit of everything. You know, he can act, he can write, he can direct. Isn't he the, you know, uh, is he the future of the industry sort of thing? Um, and I think... Bradley Cooper could be one to watch. It's also, it's a very American film. It's, you know, this is an, a legendary American cultural figure. That's the sort of thing that does very well at BAFTA as well. You know, we we will see. He he would be my outside bet, if you like. I mean, equally, you know, Killers of the Flower Moon has got some major, major league talent in it who could easily win. He outsmarted everybody. The land had oil on it. Black gold. Money. Flows freely here now. I do love that money, sir. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, the Oscars have been a bit left field in the last couple of years, haven't they? They've not picked real obvious blockbusters all the time. I just think this year has been a bit of a blockbuster year. You know, we've talked about Barbie and Oppenheimer, and particularly after the strike, you know, I think maybe the big pictures are maybe what they will want to reward because they want to say, look, Hollywood is back. You know, we've been through... Covid, we've been through the, the the credit crunch, we've been through a strike, yeah, but we're back with big box office hits. But who who knows? And we've seen actually quite a few foreign films doing well at the Oscars over recent years. Do you think then that there won't be many in the running this time round? I think these things tend to come and go, don't they, in waves? And I just feel like the Oscars will want to crown a big American film you know, and and give it all the awards. Now, that could be Oppenheimer. It doesn't have to be um, Maestro. I mean, you could even stretch and say, you know what, well, it could be Barbie, couldn't it? That's, you know, a great American story. Um, I just think they might look closer to home this year. And, and that's j- nothing but a hunch. I, you know, I have no great insight, to be honest. I just think um, these things come and go in waves. And it may be that they've 
given out the Oscars to a few more interesting, unusual, unexpected winners, and they might go back to sort of revert back to um, being a bit more, a bit more commercial this year, shall we say? And a film I have to talk to you about that's been blowing up online at the moment is Saltburn. Wow. And here he is now. Oh, what beautiful eyes. Oh, how wonderful. Yeah, I told you it wasn't a minger. Oh, but darling, you're kind about everyone. You can't be trusted. Yes. I think that will do very well at the BAFTAs because, obviously, it's a British film. And BAFTA, as internationally forward and outward looking as BAFTA is, they, they do like rewarding British talent. That's kind of what they're there for. So I think somebody somebody will win a big one for Saltburn. I mean, leading actor would be a big shout for Barry Keown, wouldn't it? I mean, he you could see him winning it, but some people at BAFTA like to cast their vote for their winner and for people to then say, do you know what? For example, if Killian Murphy's won it, he's going to win the Oscar as well. And they like to say, look, BAFTA's like a a tastemaker, you know, whoever we put our votes behind then goes on to triumph at the, the, the big one. But um, I think somebody will win something for it, whether it's Rosamund Pike or, you know, maybe Jacob Elordi or somebody. Somebody will get something for Saltburn on the night, I'm sure. And looking ahead to this year then, Rob, the biggest movies coming in 2024, which do you think are going to be up there for prizes next year? If we do next year what we did this yeah, in terms of awards, then, you know, looking at the cast of June 2, the amount of money spent on it, that huge sort of Hollywood epic, you know, nobody else can make films on this scale, you'd think that could do very, very well. But, I mean, that that's the joy of it. There is, I mean, this week was the start of the Sundance Festival, which is, you know, independent cinema's great sort of festival. And there's always something comes through, you know, for reasons nobody really understands just catches the public's attention catches the critics attention whatever and becomes an unexpected hit so um yeah there's the you know there's the big all-encompassing epics that you think they're going to do well but um there's always room for surprises and there's always something that sort of yeah i I think if you said to most people about the success of saltburn and sort of explained you know the, the premise of the story they'd be like yeah really you just don't know There's more news, interviews and analysis in the Evening Standard newspaper and online at standard.co.uk. Thanks for listening. We're back on Monday afternoon at four o'clock. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners or odd shapes, flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum.